Hello and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. My name is Sister Andrew Marie and I am happy to be with you again today. And as it is, I think almost every time I've recorded lately, it's been a while since I last had an episode. And But know that I've been praying for each of you that listen and whoever will come across this, I'll be praying for you. And as I'm recording this, we are right at the end of Lent, so we're about to start the Easter Triduum, which is Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, um, leading to Easter Sunday. So what most people call the holiest days of the year, right? Because we're remembering the Lord's passion, death, and resurrection, which is everything. <laughs> and he came to us to suffer and to be raised again, to heal us, to bring us back into relationship with himself more fully to redeem everything that had fallen before with Adam and Eve in the garden and Jesus came to to bring new life to us and to bring hope and healing to our world. So I realize probably most people won't listen to this. I would think most people won't listen to this during the Triduum, at least probably not on Holy Thursday because, um, yeah, because hopefully you'll be praying or... Um, going to church or with your families or whatever you're going to do. So know that even though I'm going to talk about Holy Thursday and Good Friday and and Easter, um, I believe that this information, that what I'm going to share can be prayed with at any time, I hope, because it's just about our salvation and about Jesus, and he's helpful anytime. So to continue kind of the theme that I had started at the beginning of Lent and then not continued, but about the names of God, right? So in another another episode, I had talked about Adonai El Roy, the God who sees you, the God who sees me. And what I've been praying with for a while now is the title of God, Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace, like Shalom. We, we might have heard that word, you know, Shalom is peace. <clears throat> and just to give a little kind of history of this phrase a little bit. The title Jehovah Shalom occurs only once in the Bible. So this title, the Lord is peace, is only in the Bible one time, and it's in the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 24, if you want to look it up. So Judges 6, 24. And it says, Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace. So in Hebrew, that would be Jehovah Shalom. That's what he called the place. He called the altar there. And this word shalom, which we translate into English as peace, um, I, I looked it up a bit, and it was said it refers to soundness, completeness, harmony, the absence of strife. So to have an absence of strife and to have harmony these words all all kind of help us know what this kind of feels like or is like to be in peace. And in the book of Judges, the reason this comes up, you know, why does Gideon call this place you know, the Lord is peace? Um, there was a difficult time in the history of Israel. There was, people had fallen into errors and they were participating in idol worship and yeah, it had led them to separate themselves from God. But um, but Gideon was able to help the people come back to God. And 
so through the whole story, you know, you, you can read the book of Judges and find out. Um, he, Gideon, experienced peace in the truest sense of the word um, when he was building this altar to the Lord. So he called it Jehovah Shalom. And it meant that now on he was acting in the Lord's way. He was acting for God. And this, this encounter with the God of peace taught Gideon that he was not alone. And so in reflecting on this title, that the God, God is peace, the Lord of peace, hopefully we can reflect too that, that we are not alone. You know, what does it mean to us now? These titles of God, any, any name of God that we find in scripture or that we can relate to in our lives, it's to help us have a relationship with him. And in a relationship, there's a closeness, there's, there's communion, there's, there's unity that comes. You know, and some relationships are closer than others, but, um, and with God, we should have a, a very close relationship. And, and these names, these titles of God can help us find them. So even if Jehovah Shalom doesn't resonate with you or Adonai El Roy doesn't resonate with you, if you Google or if you search, you know, titles of God in scripture, there's lots of different things either that God has called himself or that other people have called him, other titles that he's been given. And I would invite you just to, and myself as well, I would invite us to to look at those titles and pray with them and, and see maybe one is striking you, maybe the, the way one is worded um, resonates with your heart more deeply you know, than another. And that's great. And it could be a way, it could be another kind of inroad to how God wants to relate with you in this time whatever you're going through in life, whatever is happening, um, God wants to be united with you and be close to you and bring you closer into his heart, right? And that's where healing happens. Like we get closer and closer into his heart. And once we're united with him, everything else kind of will, will fade away, right? And ultimately that's heaven. <laughs> um, we know that, that God, he's always true to his promises, and scripture reminds us of this. That's why Gideon could say, like, the God is the God of peace, you know, and we abide in that peace, and Gideon was able to abide in that peace. And that's also one of the first things Jesus says after the resurrection. So right now, we're entering into the Triduum, so we're not at Easter yet when I'm recording this. But at Easter, like when, when Jesus comes back, when he is raised and he goes to the apostles, he, he says, do not be afraid. But then he also says, my peace I give to you. Like he comes to give us his peace. And I've talked about that in, in previous podcasts. So um, I'll try to link to those in the show notes. I know there's at least one episode where I talked a lot about, about that encounter with Jesus and him giving us his peace but another way, I feel, and this kind of connects things a little bit for me, um, a way that we are able to encounter the Lord as peace, you know, Jehovah Shalom, here today is through our priests, right? And Holy Thursday is the day that, you know, the institution of the Eucharist happened. So at the Last Supper, Jesus had the Passover with his disciples. And when he said, this is my body over the bread and this is my blood over what was the wine and gave it to them and told them to do this in remembrance of him. That's, that's him giving us himself in the Eucharist and him also in that moment, that's when the priesthood was instituted. 
So the apostles became the first priests of Jesus Christ. And so today, we still have that. There's a thing called apostolic succession where, like, you can trace, you know, bishops and priests back all the way to the apostles, to, to the first apostles. And so the priests we have today, the priests that are at your parish, that are down the street from me right now, um, they, they are intimately connected because they are the person of Christ in the moments where they are doing his duties. So when they are celebrating Mass, when they consecrate the host, when they say, this is my body, that's Jesus through his priest telling us, this is my body. And the same with like the sacrament of reconciliation or confession. The priest is absolving us of our sins, but it's it's Jesus absolving us through his priest. So, so there's lots of, of beautiful things. And, you know, sometimes with a lot of the history that there's been a lot of questions about priests or some people don't know um, how to relate to them or whatever, but also they're normal people. Um, they're normal people and they need our prayers. So I would say in this time, and if you're listening to this, if you happen to listen, it before, listen to this before Holy Thursday, um, then great. But even if you don't, um, if there's a way for you to thank your priest, if you feel so inspired to, but especially to pray for them and to pray for your priest, to pray for the priest that you've known in your life, to pray, one thing I like to do is to pray for the priest that baptized me. I don't know um, who he was. I have his name on my baptismal certificate, but it was a hospital chaplain. He was just the priest that was there that day, and I got baptized. And also pray for the priest who heard my first confession, or the bishop who confirmed me, or a priest if you were confirmed by a priest. And you can find all of their names if you have your certificates, you know, if you have your records from those sacraments. But even if you don't, like... God knows the priest that baptized you. God knows the priest who confirmed you. God knows the priest who gave you your first communion and heard your first confession. And so one thing I like to do, even even in praying the rosary sometimes, I'll offer a decade for each of those things, like for the priest who baptized me, for the priest who heard my first confession, for the priest who confirmed me. Um, if you're married, you could honor offer a prayer for the priest who married you, right? So there's all kinds of things we can do to build up our priests. And because they are, for us, they are Jesus to us. You know, they can be. And they're ministers of Jesus Christ. And so they're ministers of Jesus the healer. And through the sacraments, which we can only have through priests, is where we encounter Jesus' healing in a really profound way. Right through the Eucharist, just spending time before the Eucharist, right? It can be healing. Like we sit before the Eucharist, we sit before Jesus, and we can tell him everything, and he will respond. And the sacrament of of reconciliation, confession, which I've talked about before, is a sacrament of healing. It brings us back into right relationship with God. So if we've sinned, which we all do, we've turned away from God, we've made a choice to not be as close to him as we could be. But then we have this amazing sacrament of healing in the sacrament of reconciliation that through his priest, Jesus is able to absolve, of, absolve us of our sins, right? And bring us back to him because that's what healing is, bringing us back to the heart of the Father, bringing us back into communion with him.
That's all that healing leads to. So, so without our priests, we wouldn't be able to encounter these specific ways of Jesus' healing. And, and we would be poorer for it, I think. We would be at a loss. So just, I invite you to pray, you know, for, for your priests. And I found a priest, a pr- uh, I found a priest, I found a prayer that I pray often. It's from St. Therese of Lisieux. And she had a, a great devotion to, to praying for priests and, and seminarians and things. So I want to just pray this prayer with you all. And if you want to join me, that's fine. I'll put the words in the show notes. I'll try to. Um, or I'll put a link to it at least. But I encourage you to pray, uh, to pray for priests, even for priests that you don't know. Just pray for the church because the priests are how are one way that we can encounter Jesus in a very tangible way in our world today. And Jesus has sent them to us. So it's kind of a shorter podcast today, but but I want to end with this with this prayer for priests and know that I'm praying for all of you as well. So let's just join in praying for our priests today. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh Jesus, I pray for your faithful and fervent priests for your unfaithful and tepid priests, for your priests laboring at home or abroad in distant mission fields, for your tempted priests, for your lonely and desolate priests, for your young priests, for your dying priests, for the souls of your priests in purgatory. But above all, I recommend to you the priests dearest to me, the priest who baptized me, the priest who who have absolved me from my sins, the priests at whose masses I've assisted and who've given me your body and blood in Holy Communion, the priests who have taught me and instructed me, all the priests to whom I am indebted in any other way. O Jesus, keep them all close to your heart and bless them abundantly in time and in eternity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, on this Holy Thursday, know that I'm praying on the whole Triduum, but um, since Holy Thursday is the next thing we celebrate, I'm praying for each of you that all of us might come to encounter Jesus in a new way and might feel his peace and feel that he knows us and he sees us and we're able to rest in that truth. And especially pray for your priests today, especially these days of Holy Week. It's a busy time, even just physically, for our priests. So, And they're there to offer Jesus to us in ways that we couldn't have him otherwise. So even to say thank you to your priest as you leave church would be a beautiful thing. you know. Thank him for Mass, thank him for whatever. And, and pray, pray for your priests. Pray for more priests to come that are good and holy and faithful that can bring us Jesus. Know that I'm praying for each of you and have a beautiful and blessed Holy Week and a blessed Easter. God bless you.